The move of the Spirit must not be lost to this generation. We have a mandate to teach and admonish the body of Christ in the ways of the Spirit and to stir them up to take the power of the Holy Ghost into their world. God is ready to do a new thing. Are you ready? Turn in your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, turn over in your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. Hallelujah. And let's look at the first verse, Acts chapter 2, verse 1. It says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. Hallelujah. And we all understand that Pentecost was a a holiday, a Jewish holiday that they celebrated and it was a day that um, when people would come all o- from all over to Jerusalem to celebrate it was Pentecost this was a big celebration and it says when they were fully come when it was fully come they were all in one accord in one place can you say amen God will see to it that when he gets ready to move, that people are in one accord. And if people refuse to be in one accord, then he will see to it that they are removed from that place. Are you listening to me? God will see to it that people who are a hindrance to the Spirit of God, a hindrance to the move of God, will be removed from that place. Now somebody said, that's not love, that can't be God. Well, then you might want to go back and look at the Word. You might want to get back into the word and find out what it actually says. And throughout the Bible, we see people being removed, people being taken away from certain places because they refused to do what God said to do. They refused to obey. They refused to yield. Can you say amen? And God will see to it when he gets ready to move. He'll make sure that the people that are in the house, the people that are joined to what he's doing are in one accord, of the same spirit, of the same mind. Can you say amen? I just threw that in for free. The Lord just brought that and told me to say that. But anyways, in verse 2, he said, and suddenly, everybody say suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared, verse 3, unto them, cloven tongues. That word, there's a footnote in my Bible that says divided. Divided tongues. Cloven or divided tongues like as a fire. Now that's understand when he's talking about praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues, that it is divided or there is diversity in it. There are different types of tongues that come forth by inspiration of the Spirit of God. You say amen. And so there were divided tongues like as a fire. We go back and look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. You'll find this to be true. Said that though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Did you notice that there? Tongues of men, tongues of angels. There is a difference. And there's a diversity. And there are different ways in which the Spirit of God will flow and move. 
And by inspiration of the Holy Ghost, he'll move on uh, believers to pray in different ways from time to time. Can you say amen? There were divided tongues like as a fire. So in other words, the way they were describing it, it was the appearance or it was like likened to fire. It's of the spirit. It's spiritual. And it sat upon, notice, upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, verse 4, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Can you say amen? So we see that they were in one accord in one place. And you can go back. We don't have time to look at it. But they were in the upper room, weren't they? You go back in Acts 1 and look at it. Read the whole account. They were waiting in the upper room because Jesus told them to. Go back to Luke chapter 24, verse 49. And you'll find he said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. So they're tarrying. They're waiting. In the upper room. And as they're waiting in one accord, they're just ministering to the Lord, I believe. And they were um, just preparing their hearts. And the, it said that in verse 2, suddenly there came a sound from heaven. In other words, the Holy Ghost interrupted. He came in. He began to move in their midst. Can you say amen? Now turn over in your Bibles to Acts chapter 10. And for sake of time, we're not going to read the whole account, but I'll just give you a little history. Cornelius is a Roman centurion, but he is um, a proselyte. In other words, he's a Jewish convert, convert, and he is praying and seeking God. And an angel appears to him. This is all in chapter 10 of, of Acts. And he's seeking God. An angel appears to him and says, send men to Joppa. And inquire in the house of Simeon for one whose surname is Peter. He's there. He's um, in that place. And he said, send for him. He'll show you or he'll tell you words whereby you should be saved. Now I want you to skip over. Make a long story short. Like I said, we don't have time to look at it. But Peter is also dealt with by the Spirit of God to go to Cornelius' house. And in... Verse 42, let's pick up there. Well, look at verse 38, Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus. Peter's preaching, right? With the Holy, Jesus of Nazareth, with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And he's talking about the ministry of Jesus, right? Notice God anointed Jesus. With the Holy Ghost and with power. Actually, if we look at the word power in the scripture, in the New Testament, it is synonymous with the Holy Ghost. For when the Holy Ghost comes, he comes with power. The Holy Ghost, the anointing, and power, all synonymous, all come and they all flow together. You say amen. And notice who went about doing good. How was he able to do good? How was he able to heal all that were oppressed of the devil? It was through the anointing. It was through the Holy Ghost. It was through the power that was on him. And notice, jump down to 
Notice verse 42. He said, He commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick, or in other words, the living and the dead. Verse 43, And to him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission, that is, removal of sins. Notice verse 44. This is what we want to get to. While Peter yet spake these words. Peter's preaching. Peter spake these words. And while he's speaking, verse 44, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them, all them which heard the word. Glory be to God. And they of the circumcision, that is, those speaking of the Jews, which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 46 says that they heard, for they heard them speaking with tongues and magnify God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want you to notice that Peter was ministering. He's preaching the word. They're hearing the word. And while he's ministering, the Holy Ghost fell. In other words, he interrupted. Glory be to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now turn over and to just flip a page over. Go to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13, look at verse 1. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. And names the, list the names of five men beginning with Barnabas, ending with Saul. Notice verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, the Holy Ghost said. Say the Holy Ghost said. Now I want you to notice they were ministering to the Lord. They were fasting. They were spending time in his presence. And while they were, the Holy Ghost began to move. And he began to say things, didn't he? I want you to notice in all three uh, uh, passages of scripture that we just looked at. That while believers were in one accord, in one place. While they were in the same place, that the Holy Ghost came in and he interrupted and did some things. Can you see that? Can you see that? That while believers were together in one accord, and for different kinds of services, different purposes and different kinds of services. And while they're together, the Holy Ghost fell. The Holy Ghost moved. The Holy Ghost said... If you say amen, are you with me? The Holy Ghost interrupted, didn't he? While we were ministering to the Lord in worship and praise, I oftentimes don't always know exactly what the Lord wants to do or what exactly is going to be the end result of every service. But you can just sense the promptings of the Spirit of God to go in a certain direction. He'll tell you to worship a little longer. He'll tell you to, to wait in his presence a little longer. Don't move on too soon. Don't move on too quickly. And he just said in my spirit, I want you to magnify me and worship me longer. Well, okay, we can do that. And so we did, amen? And while we were ministering to the Lord, songs came forth. 
prophecy came forth. Word of knowledge came forth. People are being touched and blessed. We don't even know the fullest extent of everything that God is doing in a particular service or meeting. God is moving by his spirit supernaturally. And people are being touched and changed. But he said to me while we were up there, you need to remind the people, remind my church, that I endeavor to come in and interrupt and change the direction of my body and my church in these last days. Are you listening? Now, this is so important. And this is a stretch of faith for some people. For some, it is a, um, it takes the renewing of the mind. And it takes a looking back at the word and changing their way of thinking and their way of understanding concerning the way God does things. For so many have it in their mind that God does things a certain way. They've been raised a certain way. They have a religious upbringing. And because of that religious upbringing, it keeps them confined in a box. And it's man's box and not God's box. It's, God, it's man's plans and not man, God's plans. Are you listening? But the Lord dealt with me. He said this. And he said this in other times. That I want to move in this hour in a way that is unknown to my body. Unknown to my church. Not outside the word. Not outside the word. Now understand this is important because we'll never be outside the word. There is no move of God. There is no manifestation of the spirit that will be outside the word. If it's of God, you'll find it in there. Amen. We have to love this book. But yet he wants to do things differently than he's done them before too. And differently in a way that people haven't necessarily seen it before. For he is without limits. He, he, he likes to do things differently. And God wants to change our direction in these last days. He wants to change our, our, um, the path that we're on. He wants to set us in a new path in these last days. That'll lead us to greater things. Can you say amen? Now, I was in the spirit a couple months ago. We were praying, me and a, some, uh, my ministry team. I, uh, when we get together um, for Stephen Overbaugh Ministries, first thing we do to start out the day is we pray. We, set, we start the day off in prayer. And we acknowledge the Lord. What do you want? What do you want to say? How do you want to uh, do this today? And, you know, just to, to give him that first, first hour, that, those first moments in the day. And I tell you, it makes a difference in the, how the rest of the day flows. Doesn't it, Tara? Doesn't it, Christy? Pastor Don, these, this is my, part of my team here. And, you know, I think that it's important personally that we start the day off in prayer. Make a practice of it. Develop ourselves spiritually to get to the place where we discipline ourselves to pray. Are you listening? I've made a practice in endeavoring to do so. And again, your flesh will fight you on this. But it's a practice to 
wait on the Lord right at the beginning of the day. There's a real temptation because we live in the 21st century, don't we? It's 2022 where you want to immediately wake up and go to your phone and start looking at everything that's going on, Facebook and Instagram and everything else that's going on. Maybe you want to find out what's going on in the news and what's the latest updates. And, you know, we've just gotten in a habit of putting other things first and then giving God the leftovers. But I've been endeavoring to make a practice to just sit and wait. And not do all the talking, but listen. This is for some people. I'll say this as kindly as possible, but I, it's just within the anointing to just say things straightforward. You, sometimes you just need to shut up and let the Lord talk. Hallelujah. Because you're talking too much. You just need to shut up. And let the Lord speak. He won't, you, you get all your praying done. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I'm done. I'm going to go on. And the Lord can't get to you. He's not able to reach into your heart. But if you'll just sit and wait, he'll speak. He'll show you. It's important. We saw that. And there's this, the Bible, the scripture speaks much on waiting. Both Old and New Testament. Both Old and New Covenant. Amen. And so I just made a practice to wait on the Lord. What do you want to say, Lord? How do you, what do you want? Do you need to change my schedule today? Do you want to do something different with me today? And I've just, you know, made a practice. I think we need to make a practice of that in our lives personally. And, and also in ministry, to wait on the Lord, to pray to the Lord, to wait in his presence. And we were, you thought I uh, digressed or got off, but I didn't forget. We were in the Spirit praying one time. This was back in January of this year. And we were um, just going in the direction of heaven. We don't just pray about ministry. We pray whatever the Lord wants to pray out. Actually, the Lord said to me concerning my ministry, he said, among all the other things that your ministry is to do in these last days, it is also a ministry of prayer. Now, well, that could that means more than one thing. That carries with it a couple of things. A ministry where you are to have prayer going on. And we're developing that. My desire is to have more prayer uh, groups come along. But on top of that, it's also part of the ministry to teach on prayer. And Pastor Jim has graciously allowed us to do prayer school. We're going to be starting that real soon here at the church. But anyways... To pray and to teach. And actually, when you teach on prayer, it opens the door, makes room for there to be example or demonstration of the things that we teach. Teaching the word, word first, and then the example. And so anyways, the Lord said, among all the other things, it is a ministry of prayer. And so we pray about everything, whatever the Lord wants us to pray about. We pray about the nation. We pray about the world. We pray for the church. We pray about all these about about all these different things. And while we were praying this particular time, the Lord spoke to me. And he showed me some things in the spirit. How many know that God has visions and revelations to give to his church in these last days? Now, that does not mean that everyone will have a vision from God. 
but it does mean that for the, that it, the visions and revelations from God belong to his church, yes. belong to his body. And he'll call and anoint certain ministers to bring certain things because it's to be a blessing to the body of Christ. It's to be a direction for the body of Christ, to the body of Christ. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. And so the Lord showed me some things in the spirit. And what he said to me and showed me, I was looking in the spirit. I could see churches. I could see churches, not just this church, but churches all over this land, all over the world. I could see word of faith churches. I could see denominational churches. And what the Lord showed me was that it was his desire in these last days to do church differently. The Lord Jesus is the head. He's the head of the church. I said he's the head of the church. He gave gifts unto men. He, he ordained it this way. He's the head, we're the body. Direction, instruction, correction comes from the head. And we need to go in the direction that he wants. No man actually leads a church or ministry, ultimately. It is under the headship, the lordship of Jesus. And then he anoints people to serve under him. Are you listening to me? Now, what he said was, I desire to do church differently. I desire to flow in my body differently. And he showed me these services where people were come together hungry for God waiting on the Lord, and that all of a sudden, the plan, the agenda, the, the, the schedule that the church had completely was turned around. The church and the, the flow of the service went in a completely different direction. And he said this to me. He said, I intend, and this shall happen in these last days, that it, services will start differently. Meetings will start differently. Order of service shall be rearranged to fit with the agenda of heaven. In other words, he wants to interrupt and do things his way. Thanks again for joining us today. If you would like to partner with Stephen Overbaugh Ministries, you can visit our website at stephenoverbaugh.com or you can follow us on all of our social media platforms where we continue to teach and admonish the body of Christ in the ways of the Spirit and stir them up to take the power of the Holy Ghost into their world.